Welcome to Fearless 5, a podcast about living a fearless life and in small doses, as in a fearless five minutes a weekday. I'm your host, Heather Larson. I'm here to cheerlead you on into a life of fearlessness. Fearless 5 will give you a daily and weekday only audio blast of mini coaching sessions. The podcast goes up Monday through Friday and can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and new for 2020, we're on Overcast now. You can read the show notes at destinyarchitecture.com. All right, we're going to start this as season two of the Fearless Five podcast because I've had a lengthy break. A couple of weeks ago, we did Fearless Five episode number 66. So I've done them for my purposes anyway, out of order because I felt compelled to do a special podcast on grief um, because it was the day that Kobe Bryant and and his daughter and, and seven other people died in a helicopter crash. And I don't think that we talk about grief enough. So that's why I put that out. And I've just been absent for a while. And the last podcast before that, number 65, um, was about being absent. And, and I don't remember what it was all about. But you can read the show notes <laughs> at destinyarchitecture.com. I kind of talked about like how I was kicking off 2020. Um, so now it is Monday, February 17th. I'm trying to get on a schedule where I record these in the morning for you, probably sometime around this time or preferably earlier, to get it out for you before maybe you go to work or before your lunch break, more like, depending on what time zone you're in. So this podcast, um, I was going to talk about endings and beginnings. And basically, like I've had a huge ending and beginning this year, and I'm still working on other new stuff um, that I'm not going to talk about yet. Um, and some personal stuff too. Um, but basically, I've had to completely flip my schedule for 2020 started a new job, um, a new branch of the journalistic profession that I've been in for many years. Um, so I've just kind of been exhausted and, and 2019 was stressful. So I've been exhausted <laughs> and I'm, I'm finally feeling less exhausted. So let's see if we can pull out a podcast today. They're supposed to be five minutes long. If you've been here long enough, you know that they're usually longer than that. So we're going to start season two today. I'm going to work on not being such uh, well, I have the gift of gab. What can I say? So um, lots of exciting things have been popping up. So one of the things I wanted to get to for season two that's been on my mind for months is that I'm just railing against toxic positivity, which has so many facets. Uh, not, I'm not going to go on a mission to rid the world of toxic positivity without offering a replacement, though, because nature abhors a vacuum. So what's going to take its place? Well, I mentioned empathy on, I think, podcast 64, 65. It was one of the last things that we talked about in season one. Today, I'm going to talk about holding space. You can't hold space without empathy, but like character, I th I think anyway, empathy can be developed. I've seen it be developed in, in all kinds of people, um, obviously, of kind of a social work background as well. So you have everything to gain by increasing your emotional intelligence, your character, your empathy. So what this podcast has to teach you today can help you in every area of your life where you interact with other humans, coworkers, neighbors, people standing in line with you at Walgreens, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and I say this too, because like yesterday I was working on somebody's, uh, somebody close to me, their resume. And 
adding in the soft skills versus the hard skills. And emotional intelligence is one of those very in-demand for 2020 soft skills at jobs. So if you're looking for a job right now, and I know in my city many people are, um, keep that in mind. Um, that's that's a skill that you can put on your resume. <laughs> Not so much the empathy work, but... Um, <clears throat> the empathy word, but um, being able to say that, hey, I'm an emotionally intelligent person, I'm an active listener, etc, etc. Of course, job hunting may be a whole nother podcast, (laughs) which I have extremely great experience in. But back to what I'm talking about today, everyone is quick to share memes on the internet, we all do it, about how we should be kind because we never know the invisible battle somebody may be fighting. Yeah, I'm saying it in my cheesy voice on purpose. Yeah, but when I go out into the world, I do not see this meme in practice at all. Like, we've become a society that shares memes without actually, like, like everybody will click the like and be like, oh man, on point, big facts, agreed, accurate, blah, 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 whatever you say to memes on the internet whether it's Twitter, usually Facebook. Um, But nobody actually does it (laughs) that I can tell, which is why I'm going to talk about holding space today. What does it mean to hold space? Holding space means that you allow the other person to have their whatever. They get to have it, whether it's sadness, grief, anger, frustration, whatever feeling. They get to have it without you trying to fix it for them, without you trying to tone police their feelings or whatever they're talking about. You just hold the space for them to be themselves, vent, feel what they feel, like what they like, dislike what they don't like. You just, you're not affected. Like you're in your bubble, they're in their bubble, but you can hold space for them to share with you. And I had to learn how to do this for others. Others had to learn to do this for me. If you can't hold space for me, why are you in my life? Honestly, um, because I no longer allow myself to treat others And their lived experiences badly so that I can feel okay. And, you know, vice versa. I don't let people do that to me. So this is why, you know, we don't hold space. If you're not doing it, it's because you don't know how or why to do it. Or because you don't know any other way to feel okay. You're uncomfortable with letting others just be. But learning to hold space changes that. And it's part of emotional intelligence. It will change your relationships. It will change your community. So an example in a minute. Now for the example. So a friend called me to tell me that somebody had set them off. They had shared with someone that they were feeling a certain sadness or grief. They shared that they missed something that they had left. The person they told this to started to browbeat them with, well, you chose this. This was your doing, you know, and that that person didn't just let my friend just be and just share the feeling without having to deal with it. Like they just started blaming them and like, I hate that. This is the thing that I hate about the world today. By the way, it is completely fine to choose to not have something in your life anymore, but miss it and grieve it, even when it is no good for you. That goes for places, situations, peoples, uh, you know? So another example from my own life, I shared one day with somebody in my life that I was struggling. I was just really tired. No, I was exhausted. This is back in the exhausted phase of fall 2020. And I was more than ready to just be done with a very bad situation in my life. I wanted to be where I am today, which is a good place, but I was in a very bad place. So I shared this to a person who asked how I was doing, to whom in that moment there was no way in the world I could lie and exchange pleasantries and just say, hey, I'm fine. 
that person subsequently launched into a tirade of toxic positivity. This person who claims to be such a positive person actually yelled at me that everything in my life is my fault due to my lack of positivity. And if I would just change to become a more positive person, it will get better, but that it will not with my attitude, my attitude. Okay, when somebody's hurting, don't tell them that they have an attitude and, and it's all their fault. But anyway, this person said that it was my attitude being so negative that was the fault of all my problems, which really, um, so much is wrong with this. But anyway, this person also very much knew the situation that I was in and why it happened and why it really wasn't my fault and that I was dealing with it as best as I could and that I had every right to my feelings. Well, obviously, they didn't know or practice the fact that I had every right to my feelings because people don't. That's why we're talking about holding space. But it was apparently some front to this human being's personal belief system that I should be allowed to have non-positive feelings. Like I, I should be allowed to have my anger and frustration and bitterness. Like they just didn't think that I was allowed to have those feelings. Like I should just be positive and like act like it's not happening. And, and I'm just going to like glass over, gloss over like all of the reality and just like, I'm so positive. I'm going to fix everything by being positive, which is total bullshit. Don't let people do this to you. Also notable you know, is, is, is what type of miserable person yells, actually yells at somebody to be more positive. That's actually kind of funny now. It wasn't funny in the moment. I was just like, wow, this person who claims to be, who claims to have such this persona, who builds such a public persona for themselves of being, you know, I'm so-and-so positivity. I'm like the positivity poster child. Actually yelled at a hurting, struggling person to be more positive, like blamed them. Like this is toxic positivity. This is what we've evolved to in society where like we're so afraid of negativity that we just, we can't even experience or let others experience emotions like strong emotions, like anger, bitterness, or just feeling like you have to vent. Like we've taken positivity too far. And that's what I want to kind of point out is that we've taken positivity to a place where, we feel like if there's ever a moment of anger, <laughs> like like the world is going to come to an end, um, which is not healthy at all. People have to have their anger. People have to have their bitterness. You know, forgiveness can come. You know, I think there's like this overemphasis on you have to forgive. And I know that religion and spirituality perpetuate that. But sometimes you just got to be angry. You just have to. And it's okay. It's okay to have anger. It's okay to have sadness. It's okay to have depression. It's okay to have whatever you have. Um, in my case, I probably should have picked a safer person to share my feelings with. But in that moment, I was just in a deep, dark, horrible, hard, exhausted, painful moment. And I shared it with somebody who basically just crapped all over me. So here's my message to every one of us. And we can all be better at this. We just have to let people have their feelings their preferences, you know, let's, let's stop acting like everything's got to be joy and happiness all the time. Cause this, this comes up in the positivity Pollyanna world. Okay. Ever notice someone shares something that they're into, whether it's like a sports team, a hobby music they like, and then somebody bullies them about it. Like, Oh, you like that? You're a dork or you're this or you're that, or I can't believe you like that. I mean, if, if, if somebody likes Barry Manimal, Banilo, bleh, I can't say it, Barry Manilow, pink poodles and being a dungeon master, you know, like good for that. Somebody, if I like to knit paint and not watch TV and binge watch to relax, you know, good for me. Don't judge me for it. 
Um, who cares? You know, why must somebody's likes or dislikes be attacked? Like, it goes into this whole social net connector thing that, like, oh, if you don't do this, you're not part of society. Like, and I get that a lot because, like, I just don't watch Netflix. I just don't sit around and watch a lot of television. Um, and, and people are like, ugh, you're a leper. <laughs> they treat you like you're, like, the worst thing uh, in society when really the worst thing in society is picking on somebody's preferences. Why do people have to be labeled? Why must people fit your worldview Nobody has to. Like, so here's another example. Here's an example, though, of how holding space is supposed to work. When I was in my former impossible situation last year, like a really bad situation, almost homeless, um, completely broke, trying to find a good job. Like, I'll just put that out there. I was on a tirade most of my days. I needed to vent. There was so much I was dealing with. It is so much work to be extremely poor. So a friend called and I just vented my ass off to her. <laughs> this happened so many days. I was in an unjust and unfair situation. I needed to vent. I didn't need to be blamed for it. Um, I got rid of all the friends who wanted to blame me. And, and, and there was a lot of those because... I have a lot of friends who are spiritual and spiritual people love to be like, oh, well, what are you doing to bring this into your situation? You know, the hippies do this. <laughs> the 12 steppers do this. It's like, everything's your fault. And it's like, dude, sometimes bad shit just happens. Like, is it my fault if I get cancer? No. Is it my fault if I'm facing poverty and underemployment and a horrendous job search during the holidays? No, it's, it's really not. Sometimes life happens. I have a, a family member who just got laid off last week the business closed, you know, that's not her doing. Okay. <laughs> that that's, just, it's ridiculous to blame people for things, but there's a thing in the spiritual community where people do that. And I don't need that. So I got rid of all those people who do that. I needed a friend who was strong enough to hear my vents though. So you, you don't pick positivity Pollyanna to vent to because they're just going to lambast you with, you need to be more positive, which is again, BS. So this wonderful friend of mine who received these vents told me later I knew you were going to be fine and you just needed to let it out. I knew it would reach an end, but you needed to process things. So I just let you go and go. And she listened and she didn't try to tone police me. She didn't try to spiritually bypass me. She didn't try to victim blame me or blame me for anything. And we had a really good laugh about this later because it sure wasn't funny in the moment. And like later on, she was like, well, do you remember I told you, you know, you wouldn't find a job till January and like other things that were logical and made sense. But I was like, F that I'm going to go off because <laughs> I needed to. I emotionally needed to. Um, and so what that friend did for me was so great. She listened to me without judgment, without condescension. She didn't try to fix me or one up me or tell me that I couldn't be mad or I just had to have a grateful heart or blah, 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 blah. You know, if you've ever been a part of the 12-step community like I once was, you know, they just don't let you have anger in those groups. They think anger is going to make you use drugs because they probably haven't learned to process anger themselves. Like, these are life skills that you've got to come up with at some point or you will make yourself crazy. You know, so those 12-step groups, they like to make you fear strong emotions like anger by saying that anger leads to using. We must never be angry. We just can't have anger and bitterness. No, Karen. Anger doesn't lead to using. You use because you want to, or you use because you have no coping skills for your strong feelings like anger. So let people have their anger. I think it just comes down to nobody knows how to deal with somebody else having anger. 
or venting, you know, and, and, and if you learn how to hold space for another human being, you can do that. So, you know, you apparently like you fear people's feelings more than they do. That's why you can't hold space. Like, and, and, and some of that is because you don't have a boundary. You know, we've got to have listening boundaries. We've got to have speaking boundaries, which, oh my God, this podcast is long enough. See, they're never five minutes. I've got to work on that. But so I can end this podcast. The truth is we're all going to get angry. We, spiritual people get angry. Everybody gets angry. The, the people who are the worst at cursing at other drivers behind the wheel are my spiritual and religious friends. They have sailor mouths behind the, the wheel. And I'm like, really? Did you meditate or do enough yoga? You do enough prayer to like not talk like that behind the wheel? I'm just being real here. We're going to go through unjust, unfair times in our life. Our health will decline. Our health will improve. We'll have hard times. We'll have good times. You know, if you couldn't hold space for my anger or my struggle, how can you hold space for my joy? Are you going to tone police that too and tell me that I don't deserve my joy? Because believe me, I have met those people too. Are you going to tell me that I can't be happy now or I don't deserve it or that the other shoe is going to drop? Like, that's insane. But people do it all the time. The same person who policed me so quickly when I was at my worst last year, remember that example? Um, This same person had a major problem congratulating me when I finally had good news that my situation was over, that I'd gotten a great job. I literally got a text from that person that said, well, I guess if that's good news for you, which was so petty. So this person constantly again, creates this image of themselves being the most positive human on the planet. Like it's the cure-all for everything. And people flock to this story too. And that's why they do it. Um, But positivity, Pollyanna, sorry, your positivity is not the cure for anything. You're really perpetuating toxic positivity, which you don't believe and I know it, but it's a house of cards, um, which we're going to get into like this house of cards that people create with their, you know, positivity spiel it's a house of cards. And I'm going to explain that in another podcast because this is like the second half of the podcast. It's 11 minutes long. I got to shower and get going. <laughs> um, so this is why we have to learn to hold space for our own and others, complicated emotions. And I'm going to get the show notes up eventually for not just this podcast, but also the last one. So those will get on destinyarchitecture.com. I don't have a lot of free time this week as usual. So I'm just going to put it out there that the podcast will go out. The show notes will probably be late. Uh, It is what it is. I think you really would rather get the podcast (laughs) than the show notes. Um, So you show note lovers, I, I won't forget you. I just, I promise I will get those things up. But for today, I gotta go. I'm gonna start writing these to be shorter. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this is the Fearless 5 times 3, because I think this is like 15 minutes or 20 minutes um, in the end. So you kind of got like the whole week's podcast all in one, time-wise. But uh, it's good to be back. It's it's, it's good to do. We're gonna just, it's gonna be season 2 now. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I know people are listening. Um, I don't know who you are, but you can reach me through the website, destinyarchitecture.com. Um, give me feedback. 
anything that you want to tell me is fine. If it's too long, if it's not long enough, if you don't like the subject matter, if you don't understand something that I'm talking about, if you're like, hey, I don't think I get the holding space thing, or I don't think I understand what you mean by spiritual bypassing or tone policing or empathy or character building, like, let me know, because I can talk more about that. And I want to talk about the things that you want me to talk about. Hence, I have a whole feedback system for you on the website. You can email me, you can submit a form, you can tweet me, you can Facebook me, like it's endless. There's so many ways you can get in touch with me. So please do. Thanks for joining me today on the Fearless Five podcast. I'm your host, Heather Larson, and I'm a certified transformational life coach and Reiki master. I can help you push past the fear and make your dreams come true. Read today's show notes at destinyarchitecture.com, where you can also book a private session with me and get some free downloads. My free ebook is there too. It's called Time to Align. It will help you get your lifestyle on track. Kind of a do-it-yourself thing. So now go, have a fearless and fabulous day. You deserve it. And remember, you are the architect of your own destiny.